The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan Laplante and players Tom McGee as Interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Elizabeth as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borovic as Sister Lorien Mina. The Inquisitorial Band continued to play politics while wrestling with themselves. Piper was returned to her original state. Seth's new friend, Lucia, promised more assistance if they continued to help her secure the governorship. Nero had a vision of gunning down an ultramarine, and Olien realized it was her duty to help Seth redeem himself. How will they prepare for power armor at tomorrow's race? Find out next in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. You are spoiled ingredients, nothing more. A thing meant to die for your betters. Do you see? Do you understand? Fabius Bile, while burning the heart out of a space marine who dared call him a parasite in combat. Wow. wow. After a night of, for some of you, uh, wholly in both the sense of altogether and religiously satisfying dreams, uh, and, and an unending lack of time, you just wake up, cough it up goo after your surgery, <laughs> or concerning dreams from one direction or another, you all wake up hoping that you are not meant to die for your betters. You'd really like to do this mission uh, for the Imperium and for your survival, for whatever causes drive you deep in your heart. I will say you've all had the overnight treatment. So Sister Mina and Piper, Piper, I already told you, you gained three. Sister Mina, you will also gain three wounds, health, however you want to add it. Yeah. You have three more for where you were at. Uh, Seth and Nero, you both gained one, which is the given for overnight. And all of you get all of your stress strain whatever it is back that goes to full um as as a gift of overnight right now we are sitting at three story points in your direction and two in mine but because you had a night for things to shift around and you all got to be a little bit rested i'm going to change that to four and one in your favor because it is a new day and new things have happened i'm going to cheat a little bit and say Sister Mina, you were woken up the earliest, gotten out of your machines, cleaned up by the Medicaid staff in the Governor Citadel, and you're back as the rest of the team are recovering. Uh, and Piper, you are also woken up earlier. I think Seth may be a sleep-in guy, and I don't know where Nero falls on his mornings. Uh, would Nero get up early, or would he sleep in, or is he the get up and other people wake to find him with like a sumptuous breakfast and a little gold espresso? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I feel like, particularly given the nature of his dreams, he probably kind of woke up in a panic. Um, and knowing he couldn't get back to sleep honestly feels like he didn't sleep at all. So probably not sumptuous breakfast, but definitely like out there with coffee. Um, and yeah, probably some like untouched food that he knows he should eat, but, but hasn't mustered up the, uh, the energy to. 
So Piper, Warden, and Mina, you enter. At the same time, Seth, you come out of your room to find Nero with a golden a golden jug of carafe, like a carafe of calf, which is an annoying sense to say, but welcome mm. to 40K universe. <laughs> uh, there are mugs. It's got that continental breakfast for rich people where all the food looks good, but probably only tastes about a six out of 10. Except you do see a few home-cooked items that were clearly brought by Eve Nalm, where you can see some muffins and some breads. And you're like, oh, that will be the thing that will taste good. Uh, I imagine you would all get fully dressed right away. Would you be sitting? Because, Nero, you woke up, but you were nervous. So I'm thinking you're in your gear, probably not pajamas. Great. So everyone is here and in your gear. Uh, Nero, knowing that you're up, uh, we can say that you're presenting what you found on the race happening this day to the group. But I will do it for the sake of um, intro. So you all kind of sit down and you get to have your briefing on this third event. So this third day is the race, as it is known. There is the arena, the heist, and the race. It is the third and final of the gubernatorial activities. Uh, It takes place in the Adeptus Mercantile District. So if you remember, the proto-hive has essentially three concentric circles. The center is the citadel, which is where the governor lives. There's the proto-spire, which is the fancy kind of houses and the big districts. And then there are the larger outside districts that are the traditional kind of hive proper. Uh, In the Hive proper, one of those is run by the Adeptus Mercantile. They're the ones who make all the deals. They deal with the money. They deal with the exchanges. They have a huge number of staff present just because the system is a big hub of trade. Uh, Each house involved in the race chooses a runner and three bodyguards. They start in a circuitous track. It's a circle within the Adeptus Mercantile district. A runner. A runner. Oh, shit. Okay. So there, there are a ring. Uh, there's a path that is carved through the, the center of the Adeptus Mercantile. It's a big circle. It takes a, like two hours or three hours to run the whole thing. Traditionally, starts at, the race starts at 4 p.m. and ends at 7 p.m., kind of at sunset. So the idea is sunset is where people cross the line. How this works, because everything is horrifying in these house systems, is the teams are set up equidistantly around this circle. And their goal is to run the full circle route around to where they started again the fastest. The person who needs to complete the run is the runner. If they complete the run fastest, their team wins. If they die, obviously their team loses. If all the runners die, then whoever got the furthest is the winner. But (laughs) the crowd is not allowed to interfere with the runners. The bodyguards are. The runner has to go around and complete the course, but the bodyguards can leave or set themselves up at other places of the route whenever they want. So the question becomes with the bodyguards, are you an offensive team where you go to try to shoot somebody else, or do you stay with your runner to try to keep your person alive? And there's a lot of balancing and a lot of strategy over this. The crowds also, over the years, have gotten more involved as time has gone on. So there are only a few points on the route where it is relatively safe, quote unquote, to stage an ambush. Because if you do it in the general population area, if you're trying to shoot somebody from House Marcus, there's going to be people in the crowd who will just start shooting you. So there are essentially three, quote unquote, danger zones that you would look at over the course of these runs. Nero would find this. The race is so public that none of this is secret anymore. Uh, The three kind of Areas that are the most dangerous are what are known as the rad habs. There was a hab block of residential areas, which are, if you're thinking the really creepy 1970s, all concrete public housing style buildings, it is a block of those buildings where there was an accident during construction and one of the 
the energy generators in that area went off and just soaked it in radiation. So it is mm. fatal for anyone who was to try to live in that district for any amount of time. However, they're just going to let you run through it. So you'll get That's some fine. disgusting rat exposure, but it does mean there are no civilians lining that area. It is a bit of a sniper's paradise. A lot of tall buildings, a lot of windows that already have the glass broken. It's a nasty but, area to run through, but it's a really great area. I wish we had an Atticus. For ambushes. <laughs> You can't um, snipe? <laughs> no, his his lungs. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, Bionic okay. lungs. <laughs> well, I've got I mean, those now too. But... Seth's got them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. I was shot in the chest, if you'll recall. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, look, you could have had him, but you decided not we to. We found so. our runner. <laughs> the second area where you can stage a solid ambush are what are no, what was technically known as the dye markets, but have become known as the chem markets because the dyes mm. all produce a number of toxic and um, noxious side effects and different toxins that are all very good for getting really fucking high. So that is an area, very much an open air kind of farmer's market style. If you're thinking of any of the the big celebration markets you see in the Star Wars movies, people are just mm. gonna be shooting colored things into the sky, the whole crowd is wasted. It's so packed that it's actually become a popular place to do an assault because no one's able to keep track of where the fuck the runner is. So if you're trying to get ah. close and knife somebody and disappear into the crowd, the chem market is the place to do it. Uh, and the third area is the warehouse lane. Uh, at one point, the runners are just forced to run through a massive warehouse that extends <laughs> nearly two blocks that is full of swinging equipment. There's a, a small foundry attached. There's a bunch of tech stuff around. So it's really easy to roadblock someone or secrete yourself or do kind of whatever. If you're looking for just an isolated area with a lot of tech and a lot of noise and distractions, that is it. You do know where you will be positioned in terms of this run. So because it's a circle, I apologize. It's just, this is the only way my brain could do it. I'm aware it's not audio friendly. Fuck me. I don't know why I did this, but we're doing it anyways. Um, if you think of yourselves as starting at the, the north of the circle, so just the mm -hmm. furthest up, that is going to be your starting point. Behind you are, is the die chem market. Behind that is going to be the starting position for House Marcus. So their runners will start there. Or their runner will start there. Then there's Warehouse Lane. Then there will be the Bane team. Then there are the Rad Habs. And we're back to you. So just for simplification, okay. it's always going to be a space, an ambush place, a space. Team, they're also... This is a weird thing that has happened over the history of this games, but it's very possible. A number of teams have won by doing what the crowd has deemed the murder make, which is their whole team just turns around, including the runner, and they walk backwards and try to kill everyone running at them. Because it's possible <laughs> to just be like, nope, right. we're team homicide, and just terminator it back. Because if you kill all the other teams, by default, you win. So we going to um, Radhabs first or Chem? So if you are running in the direction the race is traditionally run, you are running into the Radhabs. Okay. If you were to yeah. do the murder make, turn around and just try to gun for the people okay, behind you. Okay, but that's like that's the direction. That's like the yeah. set direction of the race. Okay. Yes. Fuck. So that is the race. This is... God damn. The things I will flag like for this. you is you will have to choose a runner out of your team and you will have to choose your bodyguards. Bodyguards do not have to start with the runners. But traditionally, they're not supposed to start shooting until at least the race has started. And you still have a favor, which is worth calling in. So you will have two rounds to prep for this. 
Uh, traditionally, there's kind of the research and then the afternoon will be what can you do? And then the race starts at 4 p.m. So you're not without any ability to, to kind of have help with that. You do know collectively uh, that Marcus has not called in his favor yet. Mm-hmm. Lucia Bain has because she used the Imperial Navy. Right. So you have guessing, a favor. I'm guessing my promise to Vance no longer means anything. <laughs> it's going to be really hard Hell for him yeah. to call it in unless he can coalesce from goo into a man. Well, that was easy. Yep. Yeah, I and guess I can participate because he's the only one who knew I made that deal. So fuck him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love it. Y- y'all well, got lucky. Say I never Vance, did right? anything for you. Yeah. Um, Seth, you did receive your message last night telling you and your team prepare for power armor. <laughs> that's just a fact. Can uh, I derive any further meaning from that? <laughs> like prepare to face off against power armor is what I'm I assuming. Think if you sent that back, you would just get like a yes and the 40k equivalent of like a head shake emoji. <laughs> just <laughs> just, just yes, SMH. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like with skulls and spikes, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, and an Aquila, of course. Uh, so that is what you know about the games. That is what you know about where you're heading and what you need to do. So now you all have a chance, having absorbed this information, uh, to strategize and figure out what you want to do this morning to prepare. Um, Ryan, before we get too deep into the planning of this, can I uh, either beg a boon or clarify? Oh, yes, uh, yes. Any questions anyone has just about this? Because that was a lot of expo. Please ask. Yeah. So this is adjacent to it. I'm just in terms of thinking of our planning. um, Nero would have wanted to check the blood, uh, the remaining blood sample. That, uh, can we say I just did that this morning or is 100%. that one of the great? Okay. Yes. Phenomenal. So that's going to take some time. You won't have those results until tomorrow, great. but Love uh, that great. is being run Good. currently. Great. I, I had that in my sure notes too. Have... And I was like, oh yeah, he'd fucking do that. No. Yeah. yeah I just want to make sure I didn't have to blow. Like everyone else the like, quick, we got to figure out the runner. And I'm like, I'm going to stare at a paint spinner. Yeah. This, yeah. this series, it, like this machine is not actually meant to split these up, but with a quick consult, like consultation with Ignatius, he can gear it up uh, to be able to run it through. Uh, you'd use your own gear, not his, because you don't know what level of corruption is going on. So they may have found a way to fake his. Your inquisitorial stuff will be higher grade, Adobe. even than what he's got. Okay, great. So that'll just run, and we can get back to planning. Um, in terms of the actual plan itself, um, you mentioned that we each have a different starting space. Is the idea just that the the runner who returns to their home base, having run the entire track, so it doesn't matter, like, there's not... We're not all starting from the same spot. Getting like there's not a start line, finish line. There's a each of us has our own start line, yeah. finish line. Yeah. Okay. Great. Correct. So if everyone finishes the race, it just comes down to who gets to their original starting place the fastest. Yeah. Gotcha. Otherwise, cool. Gets crazy. Cool. 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 Okay. Cool. Cool. Nice. Uh, and my understanding of the Radhabs is that they are abandoned because they're in hospitable due to radiation. Okay. But the warehouse lane. Uh, is active warehouses or are they also kind of abandoned warehouses? Warehouse lane is active, but not with personnel. It's servitors and other mechanized functions. So you're not dealing with any security in that sense. You realize when you study the games that the crowd kind of wants blood. So they probably have like video cameras there to catch the violence. They they want teams to be able to cheat because that's part of the sport. Okay. So it's there. Uh, you also receive a last minute uh, addition to the whole thing that takes over your data slates as you're glancing. Uh, and you see that this year, because of the elimination of House Vance, 
the crowd and the legal system, there's there's a major member of House Vance who turned out to be Roberto's mother, if you look into it, uh, which is Phyllis Vance. Uh, <sighs> she is outraged at the loss of her son and said that House Vance should still be able to participate in the games, even though they cannot win, and was granted this boon by the rest of the houses. Uh, you can see the mark of House Cologne supporting it, perhaps to help him keep stability. Uh, they are being allowed to introduce what's being referred to as a wild card. It is a team that has no runner, but can just interfere with the other teams. You don't know who it is, but you know there is now just a hostile team from House Vance, who you did sentence to death. I can fucking guess. <laughs> but uh, you also don't know if they would be aware that you'd done it. Bo-Katan took care of it. You were part of the investigation. It may not be personal. Question marks all around. Uh, maybe the mom fucking hated him. It's a weird planet. Okay. But there is going to be a wild card team that you don't know anything about as well. So you don't know who anyone is running because no one's announced yet. Uh, weirdly, every house kind of has an advantage knowing that Cologne was using you, but that's the game. Okay. Wow. Uh, and before we, sorry, Tyler, just before we, we get into actually discussing it, um, we have, by like our, our goal is still to give Lucia Bay in the win. Is that correct? Uh, this is that that is, I believe, still the case based on um, Gazi's appraisal of her suitability right. for leadership. Also, that helps Gazi the most in terms of survivability after all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. From yeah. what you know, she is the best candidate for stability in the system on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, Seth, I think would, I'm assuming there's like some sort of like planning map or grid or something like that of the, of the race track. Um, yeah, if, if you shift from the, well, there's two options. I think you could probably get the equipment brought in. So why don't we say they brought it, uh, Ignatius will bring in a hollow projector and set it up on your central okay. coffee table. So it'll give you that 3d okay. version of the mercantile district with the circle route shown through it. So you can see the highlighted regions. Okay. Uh, Seth would would say, uh, um, um, right, just at a glance, we could cash in our one favor for the Navy to bombard the Radhabs while Marcus's runner enters it, just decimating an unpopulated, inhospitable wasteland. Minimal collateral damage and a high chance of taking Marcus's man out of the game. Uh, yeah, you know, um, calling in uh, hell from space is always, uh, it's, it's honestly kind of my f favorite way to fight, if I'm being completely honest. My uh, one concern is we'd uh, we have to make sure that none of the other runners, uh, particularly the the Bane runner, is in there. But then again, if we're all starting from different spots, it shouldn't be too hard, right? There should, they, they shouldn't be running uh, in tandem. So, yeah. It's I, the last leg of Bane's race. It is the second, shall we say, checkpoint for House Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's a, a Seth? I like where your head's at. I received this message from Lucia Bane. Prepare for power armor. We could perhaps send something back and say, prepare for orbital bombardment. <laughs> Wait, I'm and sorry. Provide, provide her some some information on where she shouldn't be. 
Hello and well met. This is Sister Olian Mina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Can we, let's not just, just gloss over power armor? Yes. Uh, that's all I received was prepare for power armor, I believe. Well, and I don't imagine she would, you know, clarify that any. That seems like a, a pretty clear statement that requires no additional context. All right. That's concerning. Um, I like look to Sister Mina being like, and just flashes of blue in my eyes as I see, you know, the... Yeah ultramarine you uh superimposed over her uh, shoulder for a second just kind of like blinking and sipping my coffee in you know paranoid dicaprio way um <laughs> just kind of like darting my eyes around the room the alternative i do not know i do not know what it will yield but we could cash a favor into the adeptus mechanicus and see if they could sabotage all power armor involved in the race. What, like Ignatius could do it? I don't know. That being said, I think it's a boon that Lucia Bain gave us that information. It would be bad for our investigation if we were to use it to directly harm her chances at winning the race. What I'm not sure of is if her house is using power armor or if house Marcus is, or would that have been clear from my little, wait, you guys are doing it and her calling me a dickhead. Uh, um, okay. Can you roll me a streetwise at difficulty yeah. three? There are important questions. Yeah. I, Seth is a very like smart man and I am not. So I don't know, man. Uh, what was the difficulty? Three, three. And that was streetwise. Yeah. And throw a boost on there because you're clever. I think you could map this out. But we're gonna find out if you can. I mean, like, why? Yeah, why you gotta send like ambiguous shit like that? <laughs> it's important information. Come on. Yeah, I mean, she had the time to oh. give us the emojis. She could have just sent some useful ones, like <laughs> you know, face of Marcus, space marine, gun, gun, sad. <laughs> no. It's actually uh, two advantages, one failure. Oh, it's the. Ooh, yikes. The elusive, bad, cunning role for, uh, <laughs> mm. for Seth. How unusual. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, I can't give you a clean answer, but the advantage means I can give you a clue. <laughs> mm. 
Okay, no, I, it's almost impossible to have two advantages actually pay off with a failure in this instance. So I, I will, I will just that. give you a, a like a question. I imagine he begins to ask himself, which is, why would she warn us if they were hers? <laughs> yeah, I have the answer to that kind of like as, as in character is like as a warning to get the fuck out of her way. Like there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. There's that's, there's the questions of advantage failure going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, is like. Oh, well, clearly she's warning us about Marcus, unless she's using it and she's just saying, get the fuck out of my way. But maybe she's not. But maybe she is. And just that kind of, yeah. <laughs> Mina, I think you've been quiet. So as Seth falters, this is your chance to kind of, of chime in because you care about Seth faltering all of a sudden. Oh, well. <laughs> I think she, she, she definitely, I think she's distracted considering this because she's just thinking like, like the, 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 She'd be like, the Navy and the Planetary Defense Force seems like the most powerful of what this system has to offer. There shouldn't be any Astartes in the area, unless they mean a different type of power armor or custom made. And <laughs> she is, now she's thinking like, well, the leader of the Mechanicus did have that rather large body made, maybe, but... It wouldn't be considered power, Alma. She's just like <laughs> baffled by this. That's where she's at right now. Piper, I think you can you can psychically feel everyone's brains locking up. And you're back in your own body. You're feeling limber. I imagine you're fully awake having had your treatment. Where are you at with all of this? Um, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> she's kind of like... Go team. The, the thing is like, her power's really do not help in this situation at all. I, I think it, it's like her common sense says that like it would be a warning because she wants us to fucking help her. So I think um, I think Piper says like I okay it seems like everyone's like having a bit of a moment here um, but like I like d- 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 like that's a warning right? Like it's a warning to prepare defense against power armor. No, no, is that not like? What doesn't that like seem obvious to everyone? Against power armor, chain gun. I mean, you already said like orbital bombardment. Like, yeah, or just get a chain gun. Yeah, I think you also all would have enough experience because you're dealing with inquisitorial armories, like. A melta gun can fuck with power armor. A yep. last cannon could fuck with power armor. Like they did there, have that. <laughs> there are defensive opportunities or offensive opportunities. Yeah, because, I think, like, I think with P- your- Piper, Piper has to say like, just like I, I, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit concerning that like everyone's like, uh, like this much like dismayed by like this like very very simple like message that we received. Like, is everyone like, are you all like okay? Is everyone like fit to do this thing today? Do I need to be concerned? When are you not concerned, Piper? <laughs> I mean, do I need to be like extra more concerned? So? Right. Yeah, more so. No, no. Uh, Just I'm the regular sh- amount, Piper. Yeah. Seth, uh, Seth and Nero are both like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like love love the commentary from the person who's never in the line of fire. Like, oh yeah, no, of course. Why would we worry about power armor from yeah. the spectator just booth? Shut up and let us have a panic attack collectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah, um, off of that, uh, Nero will just say like, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately it doesn't really change things one way or the other, right? Either Lucia's got power armor or Marcus does. And either way, it's a, it's a, it's a real, it's a real thing. Um, we also need to figure out exactly what our play here is because, you know, I know uh, the colognes want us to like help them to power and yeah, it'd be great if the system stayed stable and all that, uh, particularly after we liquidated one of their houses and all, but uh, again, really it's not why we're here, you know? And it would seem to me that if we're in this race, we just need to stay alive and yeah, we need to help Lucia win or whatever, but more importantly, any of us who are going out there need to stay alive. Now, Warden, and I'll like point to Warden, I was like, he did great. You know, he, he did he did great when uh, push came to shove there. And that's what we need to be thinking about here because it doesn't really matter who's wearing the power armor, there just will be power armor to, to Piper's point. So what's, what's the play here, Seth? Do you want to put Lucia up and over? Yes. Yes, it would seem to be based on the available data, the best option for this world. That being right. said, I had not considered uh, Warden's utility for this event. Are you feeling limber, Warden? <laughs> <laughs> Warden says, it is my job to guard Piper. <laughs> right, right. Because that can't work more than once. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll also uh, just hold up the bomb and be like, "Yeah." Also, we don't have any uh, fail safes anymore, so really, he should he should be there. Oh, we know. took that out. Shame that. Yeah, well, cool. I mean, it means like, I got it now, though. I mean, like I could always like run along, like side everyone. Are you volunteering to be the runner? No, absolutely not. I'm saying Warden should like run. Yes, I don't think that's going to happen. Warden's made that quite clear. Warden, like, obviously, like, you're the most, like, I don't know, appropriate for this. Warden raises his hand and taps his arm, and the message clearly says, this is a suicide mission. (laughs) If I die, I am obligated to take you with me. Okay. This is a suicide mission. Seth looks to Mina and says... (laughs) Mina. <laughs> Only Anne Mina. You're one of the most physically adept of our Inquisition. How do you feel about running a lap for the Emperor? <laughs> I suppose I am the most physically fit of all of you. <laughs> it is crucial that the runner survives. That is true. Well, I will accept on two conditions. And what are those? One, that you look after Nero and make sure that he survives, paramount to anyone else. And two, that afterwards we have a talk. <laughs> I think Seth is like, <laughs> I like, I don't think Mina's ever spoken to him that way. I, Right? I think it's like, I beg your pardon? I'm just like, <laughs> like do, you, do you agree? She says, holding out a hand, like, this is how you do deals, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, not to knock, like, like I think Dell's great and everything, but Seth is a fucking 
uh, megalomaniacal sociopath. Uh, and so I think in his perception, this is like a child to a parent being like, we have to have a talk after this. And I think he's just like bemused. Like he's just kind of like, oh, this is going to be great. This will be rich. So he's just like, oh, yes. And he just shakes her hand. Yeah. All right, done. <clears throat> I'm certain the emperor will guide my feet as well as my shield. Indeed. Excellent. So as a party, you've now decided you have your runner and then you have your bodyguards. Uh, I would say theoretically, in terms of announcing bodyguards or not, you would have the option of choosing Warden as a bodyguard and Piper could just follow Warden around. Uh, you're also all aware of Piper's abilities, which I will flag. She's not been using them, but she can selectively blind people. She can compel them to see things differently. She's an interesting secret weapon. I can in enhance or augment some abilities for other There you people. go. There's that too. So there, there are fun abilities there. The question in terms of research this morning uh, for what you can look into using your various spy files and other abilities, uh, obviously you don't know who the wild card is. Uh, you don't know the team Bane is running. You don't know the team Marcus is running or what Marcus's favor is. And you don't know about power armor or how you could possibly gear up to, to deal with it, which are kind of two different questions. If you were to look into power armor or look into like, what are solutions that are available? Um, and then you've got your favor. It seems like research in the morning, action in the afternoon to collect what you need or call things in, and then the race will be at four. So what do each of you want to look into as you've you've finalized this morning? Um, this is a, a super random, but I think that Mina liked Seth's idea about asking the Mechanicus what to do about power armor. And I think the thought is to ask Ignatius if he could make a, like, um, I'm trying to think of what they're called. Like one of those things that like makes technology not work, like, like a an EMP. Like an EMP, yes, that could be fired or placed on something, so that if a power armor comes at her, she could just like depower and keep going. <laughs> like that's the thought of making something like that. So discussing something like that with him. <laughs> Fabulous. So chatting with with Ignatius about uh, EMPs, great. Yeah. Uh, Piper, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean. I think Piper just wants to know um, um I don't know honestly I think she just probably meditate right so preparing, she's going into preparing for it because this is just like yeah she's gonna have to use her abilities and she right. doesn't want the fucking like chaos machine to be like hey <laughs> You know, Seth, as it does. What do, what do you think you'd be doing or looking into? Um, is now the time to be going through the process of calling in that favor and 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 explaining to the Navy what we need done, or is that uh, something that can happen during I action, you, like you said? You could do that in the afternoon if you want. People don't have the power to say no to the favor as long right. as it doesn't like do something massively, massively illegal, they'll just have to agree. So probably better to do the research first to see if there's something okay, you want just, to rule out okay, or another I idea. wanted to make sure yeah. that someone was on that and that we didn't just like forget about that. Okay. <laughs> um, I went first, then... so I'm not here to pick up the slack. <laughs> I, <forgot>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I'm just fucking like sitting over here saying nothing. So whatever. <laughs> 
Yeah, Seth probably doesn't like that either. <laughs> he's like looking over. He's like, look, Seth is welcome to ask Piper to do something. <laughs> um, make yourself Seth, useful. <laughs> Seth, I think will want to look into this wild card situation. Um, yeah, I like the idea that Mina's looking into uh, power armor countermeasures for herself um i i like that idea of like at this point we're confident in shelling the rad habs and that'll take care of marcus's runner at that point it's just staying alive and coming in second like they're like the stakes at that point once we take care of marcus's runner the stakes are decidedly lower so it's what's up with this wild card what's up with power armor you know what I mean? Like the dangerous stuff that we know about, just being as safe about that as possible. So I will research this wild card and see if we can figure out countermeasures, who it is, like what whatever intel we have to kind of act on regarding Great. the wild card. Nero, you know what everybody else is doing, which means you as the interrogator get to do whatever else you feel is missing. Yeah, um, I, I want to learn more about the warehouse. Um, it sounds like we've got some pretty good, like big picture strategy stuff in place. But that whole sequence of the three environments seems weirdly the most controllable in the long run. And I think if, if Nero's looking to seize control of something, ultimately, I think he wants to know, like, you know, okay, so it's, it, it's like, it's part factory, it's part warehouse. What are the moving pieces? What are the dangers in there? Just so that he can basically give Mina as many advantages as possible. They're worried less about the ambushes and more about, like, the space itself is going to fight us when we're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. All right, let's go through these in this order then. So we'll start with you, Mina. So I'm imagining you go downstairs to Ignatius, or do you call him to come up to you? What's No, what's she she could go down there because then he has all his stuff to work with for start working immediately. Yeah. Great. So you you go down, you find him amongst his big collections of his, his mechanicus parlor, trading a brain jar in and out of his stack of brains inside the wall back into his, his belt capsules. He's like, ah, what can I do for you this fine day? Uh, yes, good morning. It is a fine day. I require your assistance in um, building some technology. Oh, all right. I can do that sort of. Or if I can't, I know people who can. Again, Mago's biologist. Uh, what do you need? Right. And he hovers over. He definitely, it looks like he's going to run into every single table along the way, but he misses them all by the smallest margin you can imagine. It's clearly mathematically precise and gets them to you very fast, but it looks like a top constantly about to fall oh. over until he arrives in front of you. She's very distracted by that. Like her eyes are just like, oh, huh? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> like, What do you need? He says from three inches away. Well, since you are part of the Inquisition now, and I can tell you everything that we know because you can't tell anyone else, otherwise you're betraying us. Regardless, oh. regardless, um, we need some sort of technology to fight against power armor. Perhaps something that could depower it or make it unusable for a moment. It might be something that we're facing off against. So having some kind of, I don't know, technological device that could interrupt or depower on the fly that I could. Well, in terms of weapons that can depower power armor on the fly, I would suggest an Inferno pistol or a Meltigun. It deactivates the armor permanently along with the wearer. I completely understand that, but I am not 
good with such weapons, and also it's unnecessary to permanently deactivate, as this will be hopefully quick. So I need something that is lightweight and simple and that I can use to interrupt power armor, if that makes sense. The majority of power armor systems include buffers, which allow power armor to reactivate after a, a semi-short amount of time. We could perhaps create a an electrical shock device that would power up working against the buffers. And you just see him start talking out loud and his, his voice shifts into the blurting of binary as he's talking because he's running through the ideas so fast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I only have time to make something that could do what you want non-fatally for one suit of power armor, assuming I can guess the buffer power, but it's possible? Good, that's what I like to hear, yes. Okay, <laughs> one suit of power armor, I can probably guess. Yeah, the specs aren't that hard. Uh, okay, can you roll for me? Oh mm-hmm. no, do you know what? We're gonna have to save this roll because you won't know whether or not this works until you're in the field, but he will build it for you. All right, Find perfect. out. Hey. When it is used, just okay. like you would in real life. I, I think she would also ask that it not be, that it be something that can be hand used and not fired. Because man, if it's a gun, it's not going to work. <laughs> I'll build it onto the shape of a melted charge. I can remove the melted charge and that should be big enough that we can put it on there. And normally it wouldn't work for a person size thing, but power armor tends to make someone the size of a small tank or a door. In this case, there'll be a door that falls down. That's exactly what we're asking for. Thank you, Ignatius. Wonderful. Do you want to watch me work? Some people are cool about that, and some people are kind of weird. You can leave. All right. (laughs) You have at it. Aha! And he just spins away, and you see a collection of arms appear from under his robes and begin frantically yanking things out from under tables and building around him. It really is a Dr. Octopus, eight arms, though he's floating, uh, and he starts to work. So you feel like you've got something on the way. All right. Again, you have to trust it'll work, but that would be true of you in any technology, yep. and Ignatius does seem capable. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile, Piper, you are meditating. So are you preparing to try to hide or, or like hone your abilities to come? Are you just trying to see what the Emperor or the universe sends your way in terms of realizations? Um, it's um very much like the type of meditation that I do before uh I use my astropathic abilities. It's like essentially like centering myself um, to be able to use my telepathy cleanly while essentially like maintaining my little box that keeps out the forces of chaos. Okay. So you're journeying into your mind palace through this experience. It's not just a physical exercise. Okay, great. So I'm imagining you'll set your wards. You'll do all that. Warden will be waiting outside the door because he's deeply uncomfortable being anywhere near psychic phenomena. Yeah. Uh, he, he likes to shoot when those things happen. Yeah, it gets a little chilly in the room, too. Absolutely. So the temperature <laughs> sinks. Uh, you you step into the cube inside your mind. Uh, what does it look like this time? Because I imagine your emotional state and things you've learned will affect it. Um, so Piper tries to keep it as consistent as possible. Um, I would say that because of kind of the strain over the past day um, that the edges of her um, cube thing are slightly rounded now, Mm. which is a little bit, it's unusual, but it's like part of her meditation to ensure that like she focuses on like basically straightening them out. 
Yeah. So you start shaping the environment around you. Can you roll me an astropath check? I think you've got just your abilities, correct? Um, yes. I would say accept astropathy if you're using your abilities at like a low level to try to warm up. Yeah. Or I would accept discipline if you're trying to just lock yourself in and control your environment through force of will. Um, I'd probably be an astropath. Great. Let's go for that then. Yeah. Um, okay. Uno momento. That is one, two. Sorry. What's the difficult? Oh, it's just a, a straight check. Uh, no difficulty or, two. There should be okay, some difficulty, sorry. but I think yep. it's pretty low because you're not actively using your powers. You're just kind of channeling them. Yep. Want at me to a, upgrade at a comfortable one? Level. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah, default, okay. I think. All right. Uh, three successes, one advantage. Three successes, one advantage. Uh, the, the light of the emperor is still shining brightly, uh, more brightly and closer than you would normally anticipate. It feels mm -hmm. like rather than being lit by like the sun, it feels like there might be a lamp that is closer to you, uh, which which feels like his attention could be here. This could be important. There are a lot of ways you can interpret it, and yeah. I actually leave those to you. I don't think there's a definitive one. Uh, but you do have success in shaping your environment, maintaining the integrity of the walls, uh, and you do feel um, empowered and, and focused. I will say, make a note, you can add two boosts to your first Psyker check. Cool. Love um, it. Do you know what? I will give you a choice, actually. You can add two boosts to your first Psyker check, or you can add one boost to all of your Psyker checks through the race. One to all. Sold. All right. Yep. So make a note of that. Uh, your your additional focus will help you with that. Awesome. Um, so centered. There is the oddness of that kind of closeness of the emperor, but yeah. it's not menacing in any way. You don't feel yeah. that with it. Cool. Meanwhile, Seth, mm -hmm. you are doing research into the wild card. How do you want to go about this? Uh, you do have access to Invictus if you want him to go through the inquisitorial <laughs> side. It'll be shady, but he might be willing to do it. Or you have Abacus if you want somebody to look at things from the outside and move forwards or any other methodology you can come up with. I think leveraging Abacus would be smart. Um... Who do we think would be best at intercepting communique between um, Vance's mother and, well, which is really from Vance's mother? I would say Abacus would be my guess. Uh, Ignatius is already being used, so Abacus, yes. He'd probably be slightly yeah. worse at it than Ignatius, but he's got a lot of inquisitorial backups, and he's very smart, so he might be able to piece it together even if he right. can't get through the communiques. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's go for that then. Uh, Abacus, in this case, will give you three yellow and a green. That's all right. Uh, two boost for the inquisitorial um, files and tracking that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Difficulty will be two purple, one red, because I'm spending a story point to upgrade this, because I think they would be very cautious about this kind of security. Okay. Uh, and one setback, because it's not... Ab two setback because it's not Abacus's chosen discipline. He's not a hacker, but he can build evidence, but it's abstracting something that you're hoping for a literal answer to. Okay. Um, I'm going to goose this with, uh, with a story point. Okay. Um, I would, I would uh, flavor that as leveraging um, house um, colon. Yep. <laughs> Cologne, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, house Cologne. Um, in that they signed off on this and just kind of leaning a little bit on Gaza to be like, what did you sign off on? What are the rumors? What are the rumblings kind of thing? 
cool. You had yeah, to, and, and he you had to have his, signed off to like you had to know the risk you were taking on if you signed off on it, kind of thing. He and his various spying network uh, handlers and agents will you'll have access to their files as well. So I would agree with that. Yeah, that makes a lot of okay. sense. Let's see what they so, find. One less green, one more yellow. Okay. Roll. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Five successes, one triumph, one threat. Damn. I'm very glad I upgraded that. It's a, it's a good, good balance. <sighs> All right. So I did my research into this whole thing, and I could, ha- I could crack some of the messages, which was good, and then confirming with the spy network meant that I could find the answers. You're, you're hearing him again. He is up in the ship. This is just yeah. through uh, your Voxcaster, but right, it's yeah. going to your data slate, and you can actually see his his wizened old face with his, like, zooming in extendo eyes. Uh, and he's like... It would appear that the wildcard idea wasn't actually suggested by Phyllis. She was furious and was looking for someone to be able to tell her what she should be doing in a way to exact vengeance. Those messages were coming from a number of anonymous accounts that when fed through the Bane servers, uh, well, it's linked to the Skull Shields. Mm. They were the ones to come up with the idea. Number of the transmissions could be traced back to the Draco Valens. So it would appear that the wild card is Jacinta Skull Shield. She is currently on the Draco Valens, which means she will be hard to get to. Right. Likely making a play against us once again, since we foiled her by surviving her first attack. I mean, that's possible, but she would only be coming after you that way if you'd done something incredibly personal, not just foiled her in some sort of game. Right. Well, even killing her father gave her her own ship, so why why would she come after you? I believe it was a combination of her father dying and some financial transactions. Oh. significant financial transactions. Was this part of the mission or are you slipping? Oh. The answer, as ever, will come out in the wash, won't it? Well, I can't disagree. I'm just here to help. So there's your answer. Uh, knowing that you're, let's just say, shadily capable uh (laughs) it is worth flagging until the race starts jacinta is not under house protection because the wild card does not have that status so if you could find a way to take her off the table before the race starts you wouldn't have to worry about her revealing any of your transactions thank you Abacus, that is uh, valuable information. I'll take that under advisement. Praise the Emperor. Uh, yes. <laughs> just <laughs> hangs up. Perfect. So there, there's the information you've received. Uh, some Thank opportunities you. for craft and with an excellent wow. role. There you go. That's why you get the bonus ideas. Damn. Thank you. Uh, meanwhile, Nero, 
how do you want to look into the warehouse lane? Where do you want to get this information from? You've got planetary records, you've got Bane's records, and Invictus is still on the table if you wanted to leverage him. Um, I think what I would actually want to talk to is the uh, if there's like an owner of the warehouse or a four person is kind of what I'm what I'm after, which is just again the like I feel like if there's a weak point in this chain, it's Whoever's day is going to be ruined by this, you know, like who's the bar, the bartender, the night, the fucking like drunk Santa, like <laughs> bar hop adventure comes through. Who's like, God damn it. This is just my night now. Because Santa con <laughs> is here. Because I, I got to imagine if I run this functional warehouse that will still be functional when the race is happening. This is the goddamn worst day of my year. So um, that's who I'm after to basically just be like, hey. I know this is going to be bad for you. Maybe I can make it less bad. Let's talk. Fabulous. Uh, when you do your research, uh, you find out that there is a Magos who is in charge of that warehouse district, specifically the whole thing, supervising uh, the servitors and others. It is, her, her name is Octus Osmi. And you do find the information to be able to vox her directly. Great. Or you are the Inquisition. You could summon her to the Bolter Express if you wanted to. Your call. Um, I think I'll probably just call her because I want to keep, I want this to be as, as painless, like frictionless for her as possible, because I'm asking a favor, uh, and possibly like if I have to flex the interrogator, like if I have to flex the inquisition, I can do that over the phone too. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll call, uh, I think rather than, than bug her unless there's time for me to physically go. But, uh, I suspect that's less possible. So I'll just give her. Give her a phone call. Great. Uh, you find the number. You can ring through to her code directly. You're expecting it to ring, and then you're worried your line isn't working until you just hear, burr, burr, and you realize uh, she answered instantly. Hey, hi. Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> my name's uh, Nero Abagnale of the Inquisition, uh, and the Emperor has... Uh, has a couple of friendly questions for you. Uh, is this uh, Octus Osmi I'm talking to here today? Switching over to verbal mode. Octus Osmi confirmed. Octus, hey, thank you so much for switching off binary. You know, it's a beautiful language, but I, I just don't have the ear for it. So I, I really appreciate that. Hey, listen, um, so look, the race is going through today, right? And I understand it's going to be running right through your warehouse. Confirmed. How are you feeling, are you feeling about that? Is that, that a good day for you or a bad day? Unhappiness percentage high. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I Production get that. negatively affected. Absolutely. Absolutely. Political leadership unimportant. Honestly, I got to agree with you. What is important <laughs> is is making sure efficiency is high and the job gets done. Am I right? Approved, approved, approved. Yeah, all right. Octus, listen. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be uh, part of one of the teams that's going to be running through your warehouse. And here's the deal. I just want my friend to be okay. And honestly, I just kind of want your assembly lines in your workspace to be efficient and, and as untouched by this whole stupid race as possible. Agreed. Great. Please shift race elsewhere. You have inquisitorial status, alter race. You know what? That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty good idea, Octus. Hey, look, you ever want to switch professions? I might have room for you on my team, but look, I can't actually do that this, this time. Um, but what I can do is uh, make you a little proposition. Uh, what do you say that uh, you and I, we work together to make sure that uh, my runner's got a nice clear path 
you can tell me what that is and I'll tell her. So, you know, we're not going to go running or we're not going to interfere with your processes. We're not going to just, you know, get in there and, and make everything inefficient. We're going to be part of the efficiency of, of the factory. I want to make sure that she's got a nice clean way to get through there. Can you help me with that? Yeah, let's roll. Um, nice. I think I'll give you interrogation. Yeah. There's a temptation for you to push this somewhere else, but I think, no, it's your ability to read her and you're focused on efficiency. It's also, yeah, and I think it, it is honestly like similar to an interrogation, just being like, I'm aware of what you want. I'm also leveling with you about what I want. Can I flex hard enough on making you think that what you want is what I want and so on and so forth? So, yeah, cool. I dig that. Uh, all right, cool. So we're going with... Uh, Interrogation. Um, uh, so the difficulty will be two red challenge die. Yep. Because I, I'm using Ooh. her perception. Uh, basically, the one thing she would know is that you are the Inquisition and you are flesh. And the Inquisition and flesh both have a history of promising things to machines that they then do not deliver. So it's totally. just past baggage affecting this, not yep. really any part of the approach you made. No, I totally get that. Um Okay, cool. Um, can I push for a boost because I am legitimately charmed by and best pals now um, with Ignatius, and as a result, like that binary thing wasn't really a bluff. That was me legitimately like, You're, my best friends like this. I I, I understand you. Yeah, uh, I think because Ignatius would have flagged you as a positive or trustworthy member in his own mm. personal files that would be in the Mechanicus database, I will give you a yes. Because mm. I think talking about it wouldn't work. But if you talked about it and Ignatius like gave you the the version of like sh a mutual Facebook friend. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> she would she would buy yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love that. Um great. Okay, cool. Um so I got one green, two yellow, two red, one boost. Um, how are uh, you I'll give you a second boost because you have been approaching this through efficiency. So I think it's also just a good yep. pitch. All right. Um, what's our story point situation looking like right now? Uh, you've got four. I've got one. Okay. Uh, I am going to use one. Um, cool. Nero wouldn't, I mean, he's, he's worried about having to, to run bodyguard as well, but like he knows how squishy sister Mina ultimately is in this greater thing. So literally just taking one threat off the table now, uh, means, means an awful lot to him. Um, cool. Let's roll. Ha! Uh, three successes after just a tremendously strange <laughs> spread of dice. Your offering is reasonable. This plan makes sense. So here is what <laughs> I would suggest. The warehouse is a straight line. Any other path is inefficient. You should go straight through. However, there is a risk of ambush. As such, I suggest a vehicle through. It must be open topped for runners are not allowed to ride inside a vehicle, but a runner could land on top of one and be transported through the warehouse. After that, they would be caught on film and eliminated. But this portion could be armored, perhaps an open topped vehicle with armored sides or sit on top of truck flesh is weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that, that's a really good idea. And you're absolutely right. Flesh is weak and honestly kind of inefficient. Here's Disgusting. a question. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, hey, uh, that's all good. Um, the only thing I, I need from you, Octus, I think then is uh, how do you people get me the dimensions? Because I want to make sure that I've got the most efficient possible vehicle for this job. And I think he would just like exchange, like would, would just get a full rundown of like exactly the size that Octus would. I mean, 
I know Octus is saying this is a straight line, but like Nero's a man who has gotten, you know, Austin powered vehicles into things before, I think. So he's very much like, <laughs> I, I want to show up in like a giant APC and just get stuck. So I think we, we don't need to RP that, but I think, yeah, that no, I think what, what you'll do him. is you ask the question and you just get a blast of binary again. And Octus cuts the line and you're like, what the fuck happened? And then your data slate just projects it. It's one of those email yep. things that automatically updates. So you can load that in and review it uh, inside right. the center thing. Uh, if the rest of the group returns with the information they have, you're all looking at warehouse lane as it pops up. It is a straight line. It is a very dangerous straight line. There are foundry buckets swinging overhead. There are a number of places where people could either knock giant pieces of equipment over or drive, you know, if they can overhaul servitors or other things to block the way. But there is enough space that, yes, you could drive a Torox through the center of this thing. And with enough momentum, it could be possible to just get past whatever could be there if that's where people choose to ambush you because everybody's dealing with all of the other kind of participants. So you all have done some research. You've discovered the wild card is just into Skull Shield, but she could theoretically be eliminated. You've discovered Warehouse Lane. There is a way to hack it with Octus Osmi covering for you because she really just wants things to be left alone. And it's all happening under the Emperor's light inside a meditation chamber, which which means even Sister Minieto, you're feeling a glimmer of hope, maybe for you, maybe for Seth, maybe for this conversation which has got to be nerve wracking for all of you when it seems like everything is going right, but you know that everything always ends up going wrong. And that's when you've got to decide the last things you need before you step into a race for the system, for your lives, and possibly to stop or fail to stop homo novus. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Elizabeth at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Olian Mina, and our Game Master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's show logo was created by Decapitated Markers, at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, provided by freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. 
If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved by Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website 224BBaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.